And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Jiskler here wishing you all a wonderful start to your day. Hope that you guys are enjoying yourselves. Hope that you guys are taking advantage of this gorgeous Southeast Louisiana weather and are um, having just a wonderful start to your day. We've got a fun show coming your way. Uh, We're going to, in the next segment of the show, get to our mailbag, get some questions answered from you guys. Uh, We're going to talk to Lance Crochet of Central Lafouche. Baseball, his team got a win over St. Augustine yesterday. 10-0 run rule. I was actually at that game. We'll talk with Coach Crochet about that. At 12-15, we've got Taylor Griffin. We'll talk with him about March Madness and who knows what during the course of our interview. We've got the turtle on and we'll uh, have some fun with him. Until about 1240, 1245-ish. And then at the bottom of the show, we'll get some betting picks, talk maybe a little NBA, maybe a little NCAA tournament. Uh, all that in the span of a, of a very fun show. Today, we will be at South Lafouche High School, the reopening of Eddie Blanchard Field. The Tarpons are taking on Lutcher in a district matchup. Trying to get a win is South Lafouche. They have lost now several games in a row in a bit of a slide, in a bit of a skid, trying to get out of that skid and trying to uh, get a win against a brutally tough Lutcher opponent, a team that's going to come in as one of the best teams that you're going to play all year. So the schedule doesn't get any easier for South Lafouche. But, you know, that's why they play the game. If you could get a big win there, get a bunch of power points, you could maybe get yourself back in position as the Tarpons are kind of falling out of the top 24 in Division One non-select. So it's a big opportunity for them to maybe try to pick up some pieces and get back on track. Um, let's talk about this. Um, yesterday... In our local baseball scoreboard, there wasn't a whole lot going on, but there was enough going on to where we could talk about it, right? There was, as we said a minute ago, Central Lafouche gets a 10-0 win over St. Augustine, setting the stage for a big matchup against Thibodeau today. That's actually a non-district game against Thibodeau. They're just playing one another for the fun of it uh, because they know it would be a good PowerPoint game both ways. Remember, districts are now only one round. But some teams are choosing to play their district rivals twice, just like you know, much like we saw in basketball. But the Trojans get a 10-0 win. Jace Morvant hit a home run in the victory for Central Lafouche. Um, Mason Canner was good on the mound. <laughs> I was really impressed with, and look, the first time I saw Central Lafouche play, I sat behind, like home plate, didn't really get a chance to interact with the team much. Got the radio headphones on. Like, you know, you can't really hear much. You can't like, you know, you can't be as engaged as you would like to be. Yesterday, I was pretty much in the Trojans' dugout, right? I was right down the third baseline. I was filming, and I was watching the game, and he was able to hear a couple of things that stood out to me. The first is that Coach Lance Crochet, who we're going to have on later in the show at noon, is a really, really good coach. Really, really good coach. I mean, like, just the attention to detail that he demands of his players was incredibly apparent throughout the entire course of the game. You know, they're winning by six, seven runs, and he's immediately telling the guys, like, all right, let's go get a run rule. You know, this helps us save innings. Like, he's explaining to them clearly why they need to stay focused. Every lapse in focus, every time a kid misses a bunt, every time a kid misses a sign, doesn't run the bases hard, getting the entire dugout together. Like, hey, this is what we're talking about. Like, we're not good enough to have these lapses. We're not good enough to make these mental mistakes. You know, So just great attention to detail. They were playing St. Augustine. St. Augustine was not throwing one of their better guys. St. Augustine was struggling to hit. They're not as good as Central Lafouche is. Not even close to as good as Central Lafouche is. And the Trojans knew going in that they were the favorites, right? 
but the effort that was made from the coaching staff to make sure that the guys were playing with fire throughout the course of the game was noteworthy and was apparent. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. For such a young team, and Central Lafouche is a very young team, for as young as they are, there was a maturity in their dugout yesterday that shows me why they're one of the better teams in the area. Because yesterday, at times, you know, a kid would have a bad at bat, uh, you know, and then you would see a hitter, uh, another hitter on the team. Hey, hey, everybody together. They'd get around in a little huddle and they would talk about what they're seeing at the plate. You know, hey, this is how the curveball breaks. This is how the the fastball breaks. You know, hey, uh, the, the first pitch of, of none of the at-bats have been strikes. You know, be patient. Just talking hitting strategy. You don't see that often. Most of the time, I'll be honest, high school dugouts, it's kind of nonsensical, sophomoric, oh, you know, oh, you're throwing up, all oh, the ball's in the dirt, you know, <laughs> like chanting and cheering and stuff that's really kind of immature and really doesn't add anything to the game other than trying to make the other people laugh. Hear too much of that, see too much of that. There was a whole lot of actual baseball talk going on in the Trojan dugout. Now, granted, there was still some of the cheering and the chanting and all the hooting and hollering. You don't want to fully take the fun away. But when it was time for business, it was time for business. And there was a lot of baseball being talked in the dugout as opposed to nonsense being talked in the dugout. So that was noteworthy as the Trojans get a big win. Also in the local scoreboard yesterday, let's see, we had, it was light, not a whole lot yesterday. We had Homa Christian School get a 9-8 win over North Lake Christian. So good win for Homa Christian School over North Lake Christian. And then we had Covenant Christian Academy defeat Central Catholic 4-0 in a district game. So a good win for CCA taking care of business and beating Central Catholic in a matchup of two teams that are hoping to be playoff bound. Today, we've got a lot of games. We've got a whole lot going on. So let's talk about it. Today, we've got in 5A, Central Lafouche traveling to take on Thibodeau. Again, that's a non-district game, but it's a big PowerPoint game for both of those teams. Hanville traveling to take on Airline. Or excuse me, not Airline, my bad. Uh, traveling to take on Isidore Newman. I was just about to say that's a long trip for Hanville, but they're taking on Isidore Newman, my bad. Destrahan hosting North Shore. We've got, let's see, Terrebonne traveling to take on Vanderbilt. Ooh, talk about a ball game there. That'll be a good one. Terrebonne and Vanderbilt Catholic. Ellender hosting South Terrebonne after falling against Morgan City in the district opener. Lutcher traveling to take on South Lafouche. Morgan City traveling to take on Assumption. And then, of course, Vanderbilt and Terrebonne, as we said a minute ago. Berwick hosting Vermilion, North Vermilion. E.D. White hosting Central Private. Homa Christian School is off. Covenant Christian Academy is hosting Hanson Memorial. And Central Catholic traveling to take on Generet. So a loaded schedule. And can't wait to see how some of these games shake out. Let's get to break when we get back. Get to our mailbag. Get our questions answered. You guys ask to answer in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE. 102.7 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hi, my name is Reggie Day. I am running for the Greater Lafourche Port Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. 
I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Looking for a job that matters? Ever thought of becoming a lifeguard? Six Flags Hurricane Harbor Splashtown is looking for people who love water, sunshine, and the opportunity to play a real role in the safety of others. Whether you're looking for a second job or a summer position, becoming a Hurricane Harbor lifeguard is a truly rewarding experience. Join our amazing team of lifeguards from all stages of life. Great pay, flexible schedules, employee events, along with serious benefits including paid training and free tickets. Apply at SixFlagsJobs.com today. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Looking for a job that matters? Ever thought of becoming a lifeguard? Six Flags Hurricane Harbor Splashtown is looking for people who love water, sunshine, and the opportunity to play a real role in the safety of others. Whether you're looking for a second job or a summer position, becoming a Hurricane Harbor lifeguard is a truly rewarding experience. Join our amazing team of lifeguards from all stages of life. Great pay, flexible schedules, employee events, along with serious benefits including paid training and free tickets. Apply at SixFlagsJobs.com today. I am Dean Saba, candidate for Great Lafourche Port Commission seat E. Please vote for me, Dean Sava, on March 25th, a lifelong resident of the 10th Ward. I work towards reducing the millage being collected, preserve the current structure of the Port Commission, and no conflicts of interest. I am retired and able to commit to time serving as a commissioner. Please vote for Dean Sava, Great Lafourche Port Commission CE, paid for by the Dean Sava Campaign Fund. Sip rolled in that night Rough 
on the surface, but you cut through like a knife. And if it was an open, shut case, I never would have known from the look on your face. Lost in your current like a priceless wine. The more that you say, the less I know. Whatever you stray, I follow. Welcome back to Play by Play, listening to some Taylor Swift. Yeah, man, real men listen to Taylor Swift. I'm going to tell you something. Taylor Swift's on tour right now. Look, I'm not a huge fan. Truth be told, every one of my bumper songs is either a wrestling song that I think is cool or a song that is meaningful to somebody who's close to me, right? So you hear the ACDC, that's my dad's favorite band. You hear the Jack Johnson, that's from my mom. You hear the Taylor Swift, that's from my friend and business partner, Abby Lazard. So like all of the different stuff that you hear is based on people that are meaningful to me. She loves Taylor Swift. I got that on there. But I'll say this, man, like people... Um, are going crazy over this tour, right? Right, And I'll get to sports in just a minute. You guys aren't um, listening and tuning in to have me talk about Taylor Swift. But it's amazing to me to see 60, 70, 80,000 people turning out. Um, like, that's just such a sign that, like, we're back, man. Like, that wouldn't have been possible during the pandemic. And I know we've had college football and NFL games and everything like that, but sports really never all that much slowed down other than the first couple of months after. Sports never all that much slowed down, but to see like a huge concert series go off and people are crazy about this stuff and she's coming to Houston and she's coming to Atlanta and then and, and people that are Taylor fans are die hard, beloved Taylor fans, and it's just really cool and really neat to see. <clears throat> um, Let's get to our mailbag. Uh, we've got some questions that we've got to get answered. The first one comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, given the drama surrounding John Morant, would you now take Zion Williamson over him today? I've been vocal about saying that I think that the Pelicans made a mistake. They should have taken John Morant number one overall. My answer to that question is an overwhelming, resounding no. I would not take Zion Williamson over John Morant because here's why. John Morant overcame rehab <laughs> faster than Zion Williamson overcame a hamstring issue, an injury. <clears throat> John Morant is more durable. And while I, I will concede that I'm not crazy with the fact that he does appear to have some off-court demons, he does appear to have some issues, and while I will concede that Zion Williamson played incredibly well while he was healthy this year, Here's the dirty little secret. Ja averages more points per game than Zion does. Here's the dirty little secret. They were both drafted at the same time, right? Here's the dirty little secret again. Um, ja Morant has almost doubled the amount of career points that Zion does. Ja Morant has played in more than double the games that Zion has. John Morant's team has consistently been better than the Pelicans because he averages eight assists per game and makes his teammates better. Um, so, no, I'm not taking Zion Williamson over John Morant. I like star players who are available. I like star players who actually play. And yesterday I was inundated with people asking me, oh, is, is Zion going to come back during the season because the Pelicans said or, uh, issued a report saying that he was cleared for on-court activities. He'd be reevaluated in two weeks. <clears throat> you do that math, bro. It's March 23rd. All right. March 30 is one week. Like April 6th or April 2nd is two weeks. The season ends April 9th, man. So you do that math. Is he coming back? I, I mean, he might, is he going to really come back? 
Like, if are they really going to put him back in the lineup with the playoffs on the line, potentially, and, and tell him, all right, Slugger, go out there, play 15, 20 minutes, go get him, Tiger. I don't know they're going to put that pressure on him, so I don't know that he's going to be back. I told you when he got hurt, he was not going to be back. And I take John Morant 1,000 times over Zion Williamson because I like guys who could play. How do you think Colorado will do in year one under Coach Prime? Um, I'm pulling up the schedule. <laughs> one, one second. They're not going to be very good. Um, and it's nothing against Coach Prime. Just that they, they have such a long way to go. They hit the portal. They did okay with it, right? But they still got such a long way to go. Um, they're not going to beat TCU in the opener. They're not going to beat Oregon on the road. They're not going to beat USC. They're not going to beat UCLA on the road. That's four losses right out of the gate. They're not going to beat Utah on the road. They'll be lucky to win six games. If Coach Prime wins six with this group, it would be an unbelievable year. We're looking at four and eight, five and seven in year one. In year one. Uh, if he could continue to recruit well, continue to get some dudes, they could make it happen. But they don't have a friendly schedule, man. You got to face USC. That's Caleb Williams. You ain't beating him. You got to go at Oregon. You got to go at UCLA. You got to go at Utah. Like, that's places that even if you had it built up, it'd be tough to win, much less with the skeleton crew that you're inheriting. It's going to be a tough year one for Colorado and, and Coach Prime. Casey, is there any Austin Clunch news you'd like to report? Yeah, actually, there is. <laughs> um, turns out. <clears throat> some of the openings and availabilities and things that he was flirting around with New Mexico State, they've hired a coach. Idaho, eh, eh, it wasn't maybe as good of a fit as some people have leaked out to me that it would be. I think he's going to be back at Nichols. I know that's a 360, no, not 360, because then you'd be right back where you started. I know that's a 180-degree turnaround from where we were about a week ago, but I think he's going to be back at Nichols. I think that he's going to come back. I think that... Some of those reports were maybe a little premature. Some of that information maybe wasn't the best, and I think Austin's going to be back in Thibodeau next year. Casey, give me the one team that you think is a lock to make it to the Elite Eight. I'm in a survivor pool and need your help. Alabama. There's no locks in the Sweet 16, right? Anybody could lose. I mean, that everybody that's left obviously has earned their spot here, but Alabama would be my choice. Um, I just have a hard time seeing... San Diego State knocking them off. And then really the other matches to me are almost all toss-ups. So the one matchup where I would say, yeah, that team's definitively favored over the other would be Alabama over San Diego State. I think that the Tide are going to put it on pretty good. So I would go Alabama for that one. Will LSU beat Arkansas this weekend in the college baseball diamond? You bet your ass they will. They're going to beat them at least twice. They might beat them three times. I think that some of the overreaction to LSU losing the last game against Texas A&M is overreaction. I think that the Tigers had a little bit of bad luck on Sunday. <clears throat> A&M's, you know, sending some 35 hoppers through the infield. LSU's hitting the ball hard right at people. Kind of got victimized a little bit by that. You do have to throw more strikes. You do have to play a little bit better defense down the stretch. You do have to get more timely hits. You do have to make more contact. All the concerns and the things that people are talking about are valid. But this idea that LSU's uh, not as good as we thought they were because they lost a singular SEC game is ridiculous. People don't understand. Now you're at home. Skeens is going to win Friday. You're going to win at least one of the two on Saturday and Sunday. You're going to win another weekend series against a top 10 opponent, and you're going to further solidify that you're the best team in the country. Casey, I got the first pick in my fantasy baseball draft. Who do I pick? Good question, because guess what? I got 
not the first pick, but I got a fantasy baseball draft that actually starts at noon. So I'm going to be doing a fantasy baseball draft while doing radio. How the hell do you think that's going to work? Uh, but with the first pick, I would go with one of two guys. <clears throat> and then I'll explain why. <clears throat> I would go with either Ronald Acuna Jr. or Trey Turner. And the reason why is not because, oh, you know, you're a Braves homer and, oh, you know, you watch the NL East and you're by No, it's none of that. There is some logic. There's some reason behind this. It's because I think in the upcoming baseball season, the stolen base is going to be back in a big way. The bases are bigger. The pitchers are limited into how they hold runners. They can't throw over. They can't do this. They can't do that. I think that Acuna and Trey Turner are both the guys in the sport <clears throat> that are going to hit enough power or with enough power to warrant being the top pick, but are also going to still play fast enough to get the stolen bases to where they could be a well-rounded player. I could see Acuna going 35-36 home runs, 45-50 stolen bases. I could see Turner going 30, uh, 28, 30 home runs and 50, 55 stolen bases. I think that speed is going to return to the game, and I want the guy with my first fantasy pick that could fill it up, and I think that both of those guys are the guys that are the best bets to do that. Turner may be over Acuna just because of how well he played in the World Baseball Classic, although I do think Acuna overall is a better player, and maybe I'm just weighting the World Baseball Classic a little too heavily. Casey, which WrestleMania match has the best chance to steal the show? Um, let me see. That one's kind of tough, right? Ah, which which of these matches? WrestleMania card. I lean towards saying Logan Paul and Seth Rollins because I think that Seth Rollins is not going to be part of a bad match. But I think that that's also kind of the easy answer. Not interested in Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Not interested in Bianca Belair and Asuka. Brock Lesnar is going to F5 Omas, which I think is cool. But I think the match as a whole is not going to be very good. I'm not going to say the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's like the main event. Like That's not the answer you're looking for. Um, Edge and Finn Balor in the cage will be great. Yeah, I'm going to go Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. I know it's kind of low-hanging fruit. It's kind of cheap, but I'm going to go Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. I just think every time Logan Paul gets in the ring, he does something that we didn't expect that he could do, and Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. I mean, he's not going to be in a bad match. I mean, I think that those two guys have walked the walk. Those two guys have talked the talk in that you know they've talked openly about how they don't like each other and this, that, and the other. I think it's going to make for entertaining theater, and I think that they're going to steal the show, and I think that's going to be one that we're going to be talking about after the card goes uh, goes final. Casey, if you were stuck on a deserted island, oh boy, this ought to be good. <laughs> Remember, I pull these questions randomly. I don't, I don't know what they are. A lot of people ask me, why are you so unprepared during the mailbag? You know, like just now, I'm googling the WrestleMania card. Is because I don't know what the questions are going to be. You know, I, I just kind of randomly pull one here, pull one there. I don't really look at them, don't really study them. But, yeah, let's go. If you were stuck on a deserted island but could only bring one movie to watch and it's the only movie that you could watch forever and you could also only bring one food to eat, what would you watch and what would you eat? Oh, my God. Um, 
The movie would probably be Dumb and Dumber. Because every time I watch it, I find something different that I didn't realize was funny, and it makes me laugh a different way every single time. And I think that if I'm on a deserted island, I'm going to need something to feel good about. Like, my other answer would have been Rudy, but, like, I don't know that I'm going to want something uplifting and inspirational and, hey, you could do anything whenever, you know, you're stuck on a deserted island. So, obviously, you can't do whatever you want to do. Uh, So, I would say Dumb and Dumber. Food. Chicken gumbo. It's got to be chicken and sausage gumbo, right? It's got like I'm from Southeast Louisiana. It's got to be chicken and sausage gumbo. That's the one thing that I could eat every day. I would never get tired of it. I could eat that every day. Um, yeah, it's got to be chicken and sausage gumbo. I, I'm a little leery to pick that because deserted island. I'm thinking hot. It's not really great gumbo weather to eat whenever it's hot. But to hell with it. If it's the only thing that I could eat for the rest of my life, I'll pretend like it's cold and I'll eat chicken and sausage gumbo. Runner up would probably be. I like lasagna, but boy, I'm not really digging lasagna on like on the beach, right? Not really digging that. That's just kind of a complicated. Um, yeah, it's got to be chicken and sausage gumbo. That, that, that's the only one. And, and Dumb and Dumber for the movie. Great question. Thanks so much for asking it. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Lance Crochet, Central Lafouche. Thanks for the mailbag. It was a great time as always. We'll catch a break, get to Coach Crochet. Then after him, we'll get to Taylor. We'll be roaring in the fast lane for the rest of the show, cruising to 1 o'clock. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, my name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater Lafourchepoort Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60 months 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford. 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. 
At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We start off our lunchtime hour by making a trip out to Central Lafouche. And we have their baseball coach, Coach Lance Crochet, on the line. His team got a 10 to nothing, six inning run rule win against St. Augustine yesterday. Coach, good afternoon, man. How we doing? Doing well, Casey. How about yourself? Good, bro. Look, I was at your game last night. Thanks again for having us. It was a great time. Uh, you. Your team played well. Big second inning, jumped on them early, never let up. Talk about the way the guys competed, man. Man, our guys really responded well to uh, to a tough week last week. Uh, we came out last night. Uh, we let them know that these guys have played a tough schedule. Uh, they have good players. They have a good coach. They're going to be good. We need to bring our game. We can't take anybody lightly. Uh and the guys really answered the bell. We switched some things up in the lineup, moved some guys around from the game before, uh, really kind of honed in on, on us executing our style of play and our system and going from there. And the guys really responded well and, and came out and did that just last night. Coach, I mentioned this earlier in the show, and I, and I mean this as, as a, the ultimate compliment to you and your staff, man. You guys are up four, five, six runs. And every time there was a mental mistake that was made or a kid wouldn't get a bunt down or a kid, you know, maybe wouldn't read a ball in the dirt, wouldn't go first to second, you were open and telling the guys, like, that's not acceptable. Like, that's not going to get us into the playoffs. That's not going to, you know, be something that we want to look at going forward. I thought it was really neat in that you guys were in control of the game, but we're still coaching the kids hard and we're still paying great attention to details. So kudos to you all, man. That was cool to see. Well, we try to keep, we try to stay on our guys and, and make sure they're within the system. And, and I say that a, a good bit, and, and I think our guys are finally starting to really understand what we mean by that. Even though we go over it at practice every day, we can't go over everything. But for the most part, man, we have a system in place that we should abide by. Like if that's a ball in the dirt and we're going first or second, if we get thrown out because we read ball in the dirt, that's, that happens. We're not always going to be safe within the system, uh, of course, but, but not – not being aggressive uh, and playing a relaxed style just because we went in by a couple doesn't fly well uh, with the way we're implementing the system for for the the time being and the future. It needs to be built a certain way and built right. And if we accept things just because we're up a couple runs or, or whatnot, uh, that's that's detrimental to the system itself. So we have to continue to coach our guys and get better day in and day out. If we're not getting better every pitch or trying to, and that's not our focus. How do we truly build for the future, and how do we build these men up? Yeah, no, very well said. Uh, you get a good performance from Cantor on the mound. He goes five. He was running out of gas a little bit at the end, but he gutted his way through. No, you have to be proud of the way he pitched, man, your, and your defense behind him was pretty good as well. And we, we have a lot of young guys on the pitching staff, and I'll tell you some of the stuff, like we talked about this, and I think I, every time we talk I, I say this. We're learning as well. We could have done a better job with getting our pitchers, uh, forcing our pitchers to be able to throw 
those seven inning games and not fatigue. But we saw it back to back nights, even against St. James. Had, we let a sophomore keep going and wind up walking five one in. But for the most part, he had five Ks through the first four and two walks. And then Mason comes out last night and, and really has a seamless game up until a little fatigue sets in. So we as coaches can, can learn from that and do a better job of making sure those guys are in tip-top shape. I'm not saying we're not in, in shape. We definitely are. Our guys are just doing so much in two-way guys that that we're not ready to get into the – we're not ready to have our A game when we get to 90 pitches. It starts to be our B game and C game on the mound. Uh, and with being young guys and stuff like that, we're developing for the future. We'll have that corrected before the end of the season and, and, and going into next year for sure. How important is it? And this is another little piece that I that I touched on, you know, sitting next to your dugout yesterday. And I don't mean to give all your secrets away, but you had a your relief pitcher come in in the sixth, and he shook off a pitch, the first pitch of the at bat, and I believe it was going to be an off speed pitch. He shook it off, went with the heater, and I don't know if he threw it for a ball or strike or whatever. But you were not happy about that, and you said, "Hey, look, man, like we're trying to set something up here, and if you flip that one over for a strike, whether you're feeling the pitch or not." Is going to make your fastball look better later in the at-bat. It's going to make it look faster, whatever it may be. How important is it to teach these young guys, hey, man, it's not about throwing. It's about pitching. It's a chess match out there on that mound. Well, we try to do that with our inner squads and stuff by letting our guys go out there, call their own game, and try to strike out guys. Like, pitch, pitch to strike guys out, and, and we'll go from there. Because pitching the contact gets easy. Just throwing the ball to, like, middle, that gets easier. But – Developing stuff to strike guys out and kind of having a plan, that doesn't come from the catch. People think, oh, catchers call game. Listen, you don't need a high school catcher to call your game. You got seven different pitchers that throw different pitches. Those guys know their stuff. We try to get them to learn that. But when it comes to the game time and the 34 games in the playoffs, I call pitches because I have a plan for every batter. And I've seen that batter when that guy was in the dugout for the first five innings of the game. And, and before he came out to pitch the six, I paid attention to every single batter and called pitches to every single batter coming up. If you have a plan and you want to shake a pitch and you have something meaningful to say about shaking that pitch or a meaningful reason, I want to hear it. And I'm good with it. We can learn from that, both of us. But just to shake with no reason behind it isn't acceptable the way we do things because I have a plan. And all, they, all that other team needed – was for that one guy to get a big hit, to score a run, to push a guy across, to fire up their dugout and get themselves back in the game. And like I said, look, we're trying to win tonight against Thibodeau. We're trying to win a doubleheader against St. Michael's. We want to win that those games and more games. Run rule this team tonight and let's get out of here early, save some of our pitching, be fresh for the weekend, be fresh for tonight. And I don't think guys on our team, I think we're getting to the point where we understand that. But we have to have reasonings behind stuff. There's no guesswork out here. We have a plan for everything we do. We have a system for everything we do. There's no just, oh, okay, well, I guess we should throw this here. There's no guesswork involved in this, and our guys are learning that now. Yeah, very well said. Um, you got Morvon goes deep, way over the fence, long towering home run. That's now the second kid on your team that I've seen hit a home run. I saw you know your pitcher Cantor hit one against South Lafouche. You guys have some pop, and you guys got some different kids who could go yard. I know that's a good feeling to have as an offensive coach. It really is, and it's really a good feeling uh, to have it. The only thing that kills it is at Elmo Broussard, the wind blows in. The south wind comes <laughs> to get them, and Jay's hit one through the wind last night, which was awesome. Uh, he's battling a little minor injuries in his hands, and 
and he had a couple of days off, a couple of days of rest, and comes back and fires away like that, line driving for RBI in the first, home run on that deep fly ball, uh, second or third, and then, you know, we got other guys as well, but it, it gets really fun when you get to play at other people's parks. <laughs> right. But, but, but I, the good thing about our guys is, like, we don't go swinging for the fences. The system, the system doesn't allow it. We don't allow. We swing for the team, and that, some, that becomes byproducts. You're gonna hit your home runs. When people say they're accidents, look, you're trying to hit the ball. So if it goes over the fence, it's obviously not an accident. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that, man. Look, you got a big one today. Thibodeau's good. They're hot. They've got a bunch of wins. It'd be a great PowerPoint opportunity. That's a big baseball game today, man. What are some things you guys are looking to get accomplished against those Tigers? Man, we're coming out there and just trying to establish our game. We, we travel to Thibodeau uh, in a pre-district game before we actually match up with them in district. But we're going and playing our game. We need to get caught up in playing our game. At times, we get caught up in, in playing other guys' styles and this and that. We're gonna we're gonna enforce our tempo on them, uh, and then we're gonna do what we do at the plate. We're gonna battle and compete. Uh, we're not going up there trying not to strike out. We, we know they got a couple arms that, that they'll throw at us. We're going up there and compete. And the way we do things winds up leading to their guys, other teams' guys, having to throw a lot of pitches. We're not necessarily trying to run up the pitch count. It's just a byproduct of the way we do things. So we're looking for a battle. I mean, of course, we're trying to go out there and win and, and do our best. Uh, but this is going to be a fun one because there's two really good teams in the area. A lot of our guys know a lot of their guys. Uh, there's some history there. Uh, me and Coach Shane, we know each other well. So it's going to be a fun one, but for the most part, just trying to establish our game and play within our system. And if we can play within our system, we give ourselves a chance to win. When guys get outside of it, uh, whether it's trying to do too much at the plate or not executing, I say execute, not, not bunting in our style and what we understand we should do with the bunts, and getting away from that, just what, taking a step too early out the box before we actually – just things like that. If we stay within ourselves and within our system, we give ourselves a chance to win. If not, we help the other team uh, better their chances to win. Good stuff, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck today, partner. Appreciate you, Casey. See you soon. Yep. That is Coach Lance Crochet doing a good job. As always, we love having him on. He's Boy, is he doing a good job. That, that program is bought in. They're playing the right way, and uh, look forward to seeing that result tonight. But Thibodeau's really good, too. That one could go either way. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin. Taylor and I will be chatting about all sorts of fun stuff around the world of sports and beyond. Let's catch a break. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. I'm Dean Sabo, candidate for Great Lafourche-Port Commission CD. A lifelong resident of the 10th Ward, retired from Lafourche Parish Sheriff's Office in 2021 with 37 years of law enforcement. My first goal is to increase the depth of Bell Pass Channel. This will diversify the port, creating jobs and good-paying salaries for all people in our community. Growing opportunities will provide a better quality of life for our residents. 
Please vote for me on March 25th, paid for by the Dean Sidewalk Campaign Fund. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We go to the phone lines one more time and we make a trip out to Luling and we go to Dufrin Building Materials and we have our guy Taylor Griffin on the line. Taylor, what's good, bud? How we doing? Hey, doing just fine. How y'all doing today? Doing fine, bro. Um, start off with this. This is a little bit different. Um, our friends over at Ad Free Shows and that's the Con- uh, Conrad Thompson podcast family have done a March Madness of wrestling themes, and they're down to the Sweet 16. The themes that are left in the bracket are Edge, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, Randy Orton, Stone Cold, DX, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, CM Punk, The Legion of Doom, Sandman, Rock and Roll Express, Hollywood Hogan, Ric Flair, Harlem Heat, and the NWO. Who's going to win the championship? What's the best wrestling theme of all time, Taylor Griffin? Nothing like that glass breaking, man. 
Stone Cold. It's got it's got it's got to be Stone Cold. Um, close, close to the top, in my opinion. Uh, you start looking at the original NWO theme. You start looking at the DX theme. Um, I mean, I guess we're factoring in how hard they hit and what type of pop they draw. Uh, in some of the best days, Hulk Hogan's. Uh, Real American theme could also kind of be in almost in that top four or five mix, but nothing hits like when that glass breaks. Stone Cold runs away with it. Yeah, you know that's what's interesting is I don't know what the criteria is, and I don't know if it's you know based on the pop like you said, or if it's based on like what's just like the best song of the bunch. It was like Chris Jericho has his theme song that I think is like an actually a really good song. And, you know, Cody's got a cool one, but yeah, a sleeper though, bro. And look, this is a little before our time, but I'm a, I'm a wrestling historian and I know you are as well. When that rock and roll express theme would hit in the eighties, boy, that Thibodeau harangue auditorium would be rocking. You know, the Superdome would be rocking. <laughs> People would go crazy when Michael Hayes and the crew would come down that aisle. It was back in the day that boy, people would go nuts. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, another one, man. The, uh, I mean, before it was Legion of Doom, when they were just the Road Warriors, all the old school wrestlers that we grew up on who are all in their 50s, they love to reference the Road Warrior pop. That, that they all swear that no arena would erupt like when the Road Warriors would come out. I mean, as we know them as the Legion of Doom. But when Hawk and Animal's music would hit, that I mean, if we're talking just old school, the building pop alone. I I mean, yeah, we we can't not mention them as well. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, I want to do something, and look, I, I'm completely stealing this from the Dan Lebatard show. So full disclosure, I'm stealing this from another show. We don't have That's a whole. Right. Lo- was that? I said That's all right. Let's do it. Yeah, I said, look, I. I don't have a whole lot of local stuff to chat with you, so we got to kind of dive into some of the goofy stuff. I'm going to ask you three random professional sports organizations, right? And I want you to tell me the first thing or person that you think of whenever I give you these organizations. The first one, the Orlando Magic. Penny Hardaway. Okay. I love that answer because, look, I was a Magic fan as a kid, but you know what the shame of it is? Being a Magic fan as a kid, if if you would have asked me that same question, I would have said Nick Anderson and him missing the doggone free throws in the finals and, and losing game one, missing four in a row at the line. That's what I would have first thought of, unfortunately. <laughs> no, my, my first thought is Penny Hardaway. Um, you know, I you know we're the same age. We, we grew up on the, uh, as a lot of people down the bayou still say today, the Orlando Magics. Uh, they were... <laughs> Uh, um, they were a huge part of our childhood and falling in love with the game. And even though Shaq was there, you know, if you ask me this question, when I was a kid, I may say Shaq. I may say best team. I may say this and that. But now just after watching the 30 for 30s and the different documentaries and just what could have been with Penny Hardaway and what could have been if things went played out a little differently, uh, I will forever remember Penny as the face of the franchise, and we just never know what could have been. And then it's it's like the damn city and team are cursed because the same yeah. thing happens with, with Tracy McGrady years down the road. Grand Hill. It's same again with Grand Hill. Yeah, you're right. Just 
so many what could have been if things just don't play out simply uh, cases of bad luck on these people. Uh, Orlando is full of what ifs of just huge superstars that we never got to see their full potential. But to me, uh, Penny Hardaway being the first one, you know, that's Orlando magic. Penny Hardaway clicks in my brain right away. Dude, you know what's crazy to me? And I do this often. I do have two more ones to get with you. But the Orlando Magic in one offseason signed Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill. And they were so close to signing Tim Duncan as well. And I tell people all the time, if they would have brought all three of those guys in in that one offseason, all of NBA history would be different. The Spurs would have never had all their championships. The Shaq Kobe Lakers may have never had theirs. But who's beating that Magic team? Like... I all I I love getting down rabbit holes of what ifs like this. Like, hey, what if Drew Brees signs with the Dolphins, and would Nick Saban have succeeded in the NFL? Would the Saints even still be in New Orleans? But there's no doubt that that Orlando Magic Tim Duncan thing, dude. All of the NBA history that we know of the last 20 years would be completely different. You you're absolutely right, man. I wasn't even aware of the almost Tim Duncan thing. I, I didn't. That's that's news to me. I guess I wasn't paying attention. But yeah. <laughs> When you talk about rewriting NBA history, I mean, look, sometimes those those classic Spurs teams got the best of the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, and sometimes they didn't. But, you know, no matter what was happening, even after the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, you know, those those Spurs teams were so strong. Like, those Spurs teams are nothing without Tim Duncan. I mean, no. we're talking about all the power shifting to the East. Because for so many years in that era, it was all about, you know, everyone coming through the East is just playing for second place. Because you're either going to have to hit the Lakers or the Spurs. You know, it was it was something to that effect. You know, you're right. All of basketball history is completely different. The Spurs are, are nothing. Who knows if the Spurs are even still in San Antonio if that happens. I mean, that it's worth that much of a look into. All right, now hear me out. Not Brooklyn Nets, New Jersey Nets. That's a tough one, man. Uh, Kenyon Martin. Hey, now. Kenyon, Kenyon Martin. Like, the only New Jersey Nets I ever care to remember are like around 2001, 2002. Kenyon Martin, Jason Kidd, you know going up against the Lakers in the finals. That was such a fun team to watch. And Kenyon Martin was one of the last, like, explosive, true big man who couldn't shoot, but he was still undersized, but he still got it done, like, despite not being seven feet tall. And he was just nasty, mean. You just, you can't play like that anymore type guys. I will forever remember the the gray and black with a slight red trim, Byron Scott, New Jersey Nets, and even though Jason Kidd was the leader, Kenyon Martin is the New Jersey Nets. What that's that's what clicks in my head when I hear New Jersey Nets. You know what I think of when I hear Kenyon Martin? I think of when I was in the seventh or eighth grade and he was at Cincinnati and they were undefeated. They were the best team in the country. And he shatters his leg right before the NCAA tournament. I was watching that in class. Why we were watching basketball in class, I'll never know. But that's what I think of with Kenny Martin is that, wow, yeah, he did have a really good NBA career. 
He actually lost some of his explosiveness in college at Cincinnati. That dude was ridiculous. Yeah, and to think how explosive he still was yeah. in New Jersey. Still was down the road in with the Denver Nuggets. Like, unbelievable if he doesn't hurt his leg. You're right. But, yeah, my, the I mean, who knows? Some people might not like that answer. Some people may think Kerry Kittle. Some people may think Jason Kidd. Some people may just think dumpster fire that was always doomed. But I, the first thing that clicks in my head when I hear New Jersey Nets, I'm picturing Kenyon Martin. Last one for you, Seattle Supersonics, Bubba. Oh, man. NBA Jam. Gary yes. Sean. Yes. The best video game team you could possibly have. You know, Michael Jordan, whatever whatever agreement he had with whatever association back then, he was <clears throat> invisible from so many of these video games. So, you know, Pippen and Horace Grant just couldn't get it done. <laughs> You know, you had Shaq and Penny were on another team. I don't even know if Shaq was on this game at this point, but, man, the the Peyton and Kemp combo on NBA Jam, that's Seattle Supersonics to the core. And if you wanted to mix it up a little bit because you were playing against somebody with a better big man who kept blocking all of Sean Kemp's dunks, then you throw in Detlef Shrimp and you knock down threes all game. But that's – Seattle, dude, I get the three songs thinking about the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> And NBA Jam, that will forever be my fondest memory, my number one thing that clicks in my head. When I hear Sonics, I don't think failure. I don't think rookie Kevin Durant. I don't think that 5,000-seat that barn that they used to play in. I think NBA Jam, fondest childhood memories, Peyton and Kemp being unstoppable. Dude, one of the coolest things that I've been doing in recent months, or recent weeks rather, is I got probably about 25 shoe boxes of baseball cards, basketball cards. And as you've probably been seeing, I just randomly pick up the top, randomly pick one out of the box, got a picture of the front and the back, and explain the player a little bit over in Bayou Sports. I got to tell you, the other day I picked one out, and it's going to be in a future uh, future issue. Thunder Dan Marley of the Phoenix Suns. But like, going over those old 80s and 90s basketball players, I could do that all day long. I lose myself in that stuff, bro. That era was yeah. just incredible. You talking about Detlef Shrimp and Gary Payton and the Rain Man, and they had uh, didn't they have oh uh, 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 Campbell? What's his uh, El- uh, Elton Camp? Not uh, no Sam Perkins is who I'm thinking of. Didn't he play for them at one time? Man, like I, I believe so. Yeah, like I could I could do that for for days, man. Just going over that era of basketball. Yes, yes that that was such a fun time for us to be growing up and falling in love with the sport. You know that was. You know, everyone always associates the 90s with the Bulls dominating. And, like, we have to be realistic here. As far as people our age, you know, that first three-peat with the Bulls, no one was, yeah, we knew the Bulls were good. We knew Michael Jordan was good. But who our age was really, really paying attention to, like, players and where they came from and their personalities and how good they truly were beyond like oh black and red jerseys are cool like who was really paying attention beyond oh Shaq just came out of Shaq the old LSU Tiger is now in Orlando Magic and everybody's favorite team is the Magic like as far as really paying attention to what was happening and the business side of basketball I think we all kind of weren't really there in that first three-peat I think I think Space Jam woke a lot of people up, 
And then people our age really started paying attention probably in 96. And, you know, we may have missed, you know, when the Bulls beat the Suns in that first three-peat in the finals, like, I don't know much about Dan Marley other than those highlights. And just looking back at some of those classic Suns teams, that was so close. That was so, man, if if they just didn't have Michael Jordan to deal with, they would have got over the hump too. Like, Dan Marley certainly deserves to be wearing a ring today, along with Charles Barkley. It's just they couldn't get over that hump either. Like, I don't remember watching those finals games. To me, it's all highlights. It's all ESPN classic memories. But you're right. Going back and studying those cards and just appreciating, like, man, if we were a little bit older, like, we could have really appreciated this guy in his best times. Um, yeah, going back and looking at those cards, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. And, look, if you ever fall short of cards and you need somebody to submit some, <laughs> i got a closet full of them. <laughs> just say when. <laughs> oh, no, no doubt, bro. Look, last Old school stuff, then we'll get to some current stuff. I have this debate with friends and family members all the time. If Michael Jordan never existed, who would have been the recipient and would have won all those championships? Because, look, we saw the Rockets win two, but I don't know that they were at that level except for those years where they won the two. Some of my friends think it would have just been scattered. You know, Drexler would have got one, Reggie Miller would have got one, maybe Utah would have won one or two here or there. I tend to think the NBA is more era-based, and we would have seen someone get hot and win three or four in, in seven years, kind of like what the Warriors did. No one would have done what the Bulls did and won them all, but somebody would have gotten hot and won the majority of them. Who do you think that would have been? And a sleeper, bro, and a lot of people tend to look at the finals. Who are the Bulls beating in the finals? So I hear a lot of people say Charles Barkley or you know the Spurs, David Robinson, or the Rockets, or whatever it may be. But I think the sleeper of it all... I think that if Michael Jordan never existed, it could have been Reggie Miller, bro, because I think a lot of the times the Bulls were beating the Pacers in really close, hard-fought series, and if the Pacers would have made the finals, they probably also would have won it all. I, I think it's uh, – you look, you bring an excellent point with Reggie Miller and the Pacers. I think we see some good battles. They never have to run into the Bulls, or at least the Bulls that we knew. It's either the Pacers or the Knicks. I think the I think the Knicks could have been just as dangerous. I think, you know, I think we see some knockdown, drag out, one seed versus two seed conference finals between the Pacers and Knicks, three four years in a row, and whoever comes through from there wins them. Uh, as far as just being the best player, yeah, you're probably right with Reggie Miller, but. You know, if the if one of those teams doesn't have to deal with the Bulls in the playoffs, right. <laughs> then, maybe, then maybe Ewing just gets going a little better. Maybe John Starks just gets going a little better. You know, those guys on those teams uh, just not having to deal with the Bulls, their, their entire playoff landscape is different. And... Yeah, it's hard to disagree with the Pacers, but I could make just as strong of an argument that it's the Knicks that get it done and win three or four of them in the nineties. It's crazy. I, I could do I could do a five hour show on this stuff, but we got to talk some current stuff. The NCAA tournament has been crazy. It has been mad. It has been upset field, but there are also still some power programs left in it. 
You know, Alabama's left in it. They're playing well. I think Texas has a great shot. Houston has a great shot. I don't know who you picked before the tournament. So, A, is your champion still alive? And, B, just watching it all, who do you think is the best team left out of the 16? Yes, my champion is still alive. I've got Gonzaga still surviving. Um, Do I think it's going to be them? Man, I don't know. I really don't know. I really hope they are for the sake of me just being greedy with my money. (laughs) But, uh, man, who's actually going to come through and finish it? I, as crazy as this sounds, I wouldn't be shocked if, I mean, I'm going total sleeper here. And, And look, these next two nights, both of these teams could just as easily get eliminated if they don't stay hot. I loved Arkansas's gutsy performance. And when you got a coach that takes his shirt off after a game and a player <laughs> that breaks down in tears on an interview on the court after the game, dude, that's magic that you can't put a price on. If Arkansas gets hot and rolls, I would not be shocked at all. Also, Kansas State, dude, I just recently learned about this transfer who I can't remember his name, but he came from Florida. He, uh, was it he got hurt or he got sick or something or he he collapsed the the dude from Florida that collapsed Keontae Johnson yep yes yes he passed up on the five million dollar insurance policy finds a team who wants to take a chance on him goes to Kansas State makes hits the game winning shot I mean we're talking storybook movie writing itself type stuff right here <clears throat> like. I've got no issue just putting all my money on that guy and say, go get it. Like, I, would, I wouldn't I would be shocked at all if Kansas State just stays on a roll, stays hot, and finds themselves in the finals and maybe wins the whole thing. Like, it's just one of those crazy years. Like, as much as I want to say Alabama's probably just going to roll because that's the safe thing, I never, ever, ever, and before you correct me, I don't give Kentucky true SEC credit. I never, ever believe that a team out of the SEC will ever win a men's basketball championship. So, right there, I'm riding off Alabama. Um, <laughs> so, wait up. Okay, look, I, I would give you Missouri. I would give you Texas a and I would give you Oklahoma and Texas who are about to join the SEC. Why the hell isn't Kentucky an SEC school? <laughs> because look at them in football, man. Not, there's, nothing, there's nothing SEC about that, that team. I've I've been on that campus. I've been in that football locker room. I've been to a game. Look, it's an awesome, crazy atmosphere, but there's nothing SEC about it. I'm sorry. It, it's, <laughs> it's nothing. It's not. It, it's just it's just different. I'm not saying it's different in a bad way. I, it's not. You know, hopefully Jacob's not listening. It, I was about not, to say you better you better tread lightly, bro. <laughs> no, it's it's just it doesn't. It doesn't feel SEC. It feels cool. It feels great. It's a it's a fun atmosphere to be. It's a great academic school. People don't realize it's a it's just different. It's it's just not deep south enough for me to give them like the upper hand SEC credibility. And Right now, we're almost getting to the point where Arkansas is almost in that same class, too, because, I mean, what have they done relevant lately? That's kind of why I wouldn't be shocked if they would roll 
and win this basketball championship on momentum alone because I don't even consider them like a true SEC school anyway. <laughs> I mean, okay, people might be shaking their head and saying that I'm ridiculous with this, but I mean, really think about it. What? Think of your true, purebred, blue blood SEC schools. You're never going to mention Arkansas or Kentucky. Like, they're at the bottom of your list. No, look. No one really gives them credit in anything. And whatever what Calipari did in these last 15 years over there is special. But, like, to me, like, Kentucky might as well be in the Big East. Like, that's that's just not an SEC school to me. (laughs) Look. I'll give you Arkansas a little bit because I've been open and saying, and hell, we talked about this during football season when LSU was about to play Arkansas. The fact that we shared, and we being LSU, shared a trophy game with them was always embarrassing to me, right? Like, I don't recognize you enough to have a, to share a trophy with you. That's just me kind of sticking my nose up in there. So, like, I do give you that one a little bit. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting on board a little bit. Yeah, it's it's... <clears throat> You know, uh, other than those those wild, like, Darren McFadden years, I mean, Ar- Arkansas football hasn't been relevant since we were, what, in high school? Arkansas basketball hadn't been relevant since, what's his name? Is it no- Nolan Smith? Nolan yeah. Richardson. Nolan Richardson, yeah, look. And Nolan Richardson was a brilliant coach, and that was some awesome teams to watch. But, again, that's some – tough, hard-nosed basketball, that's some simply you-can't-play-that-way-anymore basketball that, while it would work, it wouldn't be allowed. Like, that, you just don't see that anymore. So, as far as Arkansas being a relevant SEC program in anything right now, it's just hard to give them the credit. That's all I mean by that. I, I, so, I got you. So, them winning, them getting on a roll and winning a national championship in basketball in these next couple weeks, to me, that's not an SEC school finally did it. That's just Arkansas did it. Like, like they should be in the Big Twelve or something. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't give them, I don't give them that SEC credit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got you, bro. Um, let's talk about WrestleMania, because boy, WrestleMania is right around the corner. It's not this weekend; it's next. I didn't realize how close it was. April first and the second. Out at SoFi Stadium in Englewood, California. A listener asked me during the mailbag segment earlier in the show which match on the card did I think had the best chance to steal the show. So I'm going to ask you the same thing, man. Like, obviously, we know Roman's going to be good uh, with Cody. You know, we know that the tag match is probably going to be really good. Which match to you has the best chance to steal the show? Um, I'm torn between two of them. Um assuming they go 100% through with the plans. Uh, the first one I'm going to mention, it's worth mentioning, but I, I don't know. I'm so, I got two of them. I know you asked for one. But no, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Um, assuming Seth Rollins and Logan Paul is a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, that should be good to go. Those guys are show stealers. Those guys... Um, Man, I, I could remember Seth Rollins kicking off. I can't remember what WrestleMania it was, but I think it was like a triple threat Intercontinental Championship of like one of the seven-hour WrestleManias, and Seth Rollins was the first dude out of the show. And I, like, I think he had the best match of the night. Uh, 
anything that Logan Paul is involved in is has got the potential to steal the show, man. I, people might not like him for what he does on YouTube or did on YouTube and the money he makes and the negative attention he draws, but he's really, really special and good at what he does. I don't care that he's only been doing it for a few years. He's got the best in the business training him. I mean, he, he's he's working closely with Shawn Michaels behind the scenes. I mean, he knows he knows the game, and he's going to steal the show. He's going to be a showstopper, and him and Seth Rollins working together is magic. Um, the other one, man, if Brood Edge and Demon Finn Balor, that clash right there, I know last week we talked about, man, they need to just kill this feud. They need to move on. Edge needs to retire. Uh, Judgment Day needs to dis- just be dismembered. Like, I I still feel that way. I still agree with you, but this would be a great way to end it. Like, I don't even care who wins at this point, but Brood Edge coming out to the old music, coming up through the flaming elevator floor versus Demon Finn Balor. Get those two guys in a hell in a cell. Uh, it's got the potential to steal the show. I mean, we're talking about a 25, 30-minute classic here that could really, like, even though the feud is dead and the story's over after WrestleMania, that may be the thing that everyone remembers the most from that night. No, it's hard to disagree. Uh, I think that that's, that's one that could really steal the show. Last thing, and then I'll let you go. We've eaten up enough of your time. What the heck are we going to do with the Theory and Cena match? But Cena's burying him lower than dirt. But Theory's a champion, and Cena, like, probably won't be a champion, right? So, like, how are we going to go about doing this? Uh, is Theory going to win? Like, how, like, how are we going to handle this match here? That's, man, that's a weird situation. And, look, I, I'm not in the business. I'm not the one making the calls. But when I think about it, it's like... What do you do? How do you bring Cena back to lose to Austin Theory after he's buried him so far? Like, now you're just taking away Cena credibility and Cena showmanship. Like, Cena's not coming back to... You're not going to convince me, even though this may be the plan. I can't see Cena coming back to, quote-unquote, put Theory over and pass a torch and make him look better. Like, I just... I don't see. I don't think you use Cena for that. I think you use someone else for that. Um, I don't think you bring Cena back to lose. So if you bring Cena back to win, he's a part timer, once a year, one off guy who's gonna take the U.S. title from someone, and who they're trying to push as the next big thing, and then he loses to a guy who we don't see again till maybe SummerSlam if we're really lucky or next WrestleMania, more likely. The only thing I could think is this is Triple H's way to get the title off of him and just dismem- just completely do away with the title. Like, the U.S. title is a waste anyway. I mean, to me, I, I, never, I never gave it the credit that some people do. Like, I think the Intercontinental is way more important, but they don't, they don't use it the right way. I think the heavyweight and universal needs to just become one, and the intercontinental needs to be back in the importance it used to hold. Maybe this is the way to just do away with the U.S. title. Cena comes and destroys Theory, 
takes the U.S. title and retires it, and it goes in the vault forever. Cena does it for America. Cena does the U.S. title for the U.S., and we don't see him again for a year. They retire the title, and Theory just takes a three-month break and comes back, like, maybe for SummerSlam in a totally different character. Maybe that's the only thing I see making this work. I don't know if you agree or not, but, dude, I can't think of any other scenario that makes sense for both of these guys. It's hard to disagree unless if somebody gets involved or, you know, somebody interferes and they set up Cena against that guy at SummerSlam. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I can't see Theory beating him, and I can't see Theory having the title. So, yeah, it's hard to imagine. Well, bro, we thank you so much for the time. Can't wait for next Wednesday. I think Wednesday. Sometimes we do Thursday, Wednesday. Who knows what our schedules. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Have a great day. Yes, indeed, man. Thank you. I always enjoy it. And uh, as always, go Tarps, and God bless America. As Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job, as always, let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll wrap up the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-in-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Remember I said earlier in the week that I'd wrap up the shows giving something that I'm grateful for and I would talk a minute about gratitude at the end of every show. So let's do it. I'm grateful for cough drops. Um, (laughs) I know I said some of these would be tongue-in-cheek and I guess this one could be counted as being tongue-in-cheek. Without cough drops, I would not be able to do any of these radio shows. Without Mucinex... I would not be able to do any of these radio shows. Without Claritin, I wouldn't be able to do any of these radio shows. A lot of people don't realize and understand um, how strenuous it is at times to talk for a living. (laughs) And I know there's somebody on a crane somewhere saying, bro, what are you talking about? And I understand it's not physically straining, but it is hard to not be coughing and sneezing and hacking the entire show and no one wants to hear that. So I am super grateful for hauls. I'm super grateful for cough drops. I'm super grateful on a more serious note to the folks at Lady of the Sea and all of our doctors and all the people in the medical community who are helping a lot of people during this crazy weather time. Look, I probably have a circle of about 30 people, right, that I interact with routinely. Probably six to eight of those people of the 30 have gone to the doctor in the last seven days because of sinus infection, strep throat, whatever it may be. The doctors are running ragged right now. It's not quite what it was during COVID, but I'm grateful to our medical professionals for the incredible work that they have done. So I'm grateful to you all uh, during this wild and madness and chaos and all the good stuff. March Madness isn't about basketball. It's, it's, It's madness for people who suffer from allergies and everything in between. Let's get to our betting picks, then we'll get out of here. We'll wrap up today's show. We want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank, um, <clears throat> see if I can find my damn sheet. We'll thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And Reggie Lede, candidate for Greater Lafourche, Greater Lafourche Port Commission seat E election is Saturday going out and exercise your right to vote. <clears throat> Tonight, I like... Whew, boy, there's some tough ones in college basketball. Um, I'll take over 145 for Gonzaga and UCLA. I think Gonzaga plays with pace, plays with tempo. I think they'll push that game into the 70s. I like under 138.5 for Michigan State and Kansas State. Izzo's got his team playing really good defense right now. I like in the NBA, um, let's touch this one. I like the um, over 225 for the Pelicans and the Hornets. I like the Clippers minus four over Oklahoma City. And I'll take the Knicks money line minus 155 against the Orlando Magic. I think the Knicks are going to go on the road and get a win. Uh, So those are some things that we like. Shout out to Vanderbilt Catholic. I didn't mention them at the top of the show. 
Uh, we didn't go over the Tuesday baseball results. I didn't do a show yesterday, so we missed the Tuesday results. Vanderbilt actually got a district win over Lutcher. Shout out to those boys for getting a big old win. Uh, shout out to those boys for getting hot. They're playing super well, maybe as well as anybody in our area, so kudos to them for that. And best of luck to all of our area baseball and softball teams today. We've got a loaded full schedule. Hope everybody wins their games. Hope everybody has a good, strong showing. We will be at South Lafouche tonight. Tarpons are taking on Lutcher. It's going to be a tall task. It's going to be a big old uphill climb, but we look forward to seeing how the action shakes there. Thanks to Coach Lance Crochet of Central Lafouche. Always a good interview with him. Taylor uh, was great as always. Talking about Kentucky's not a real SEC school. Arkansas is not a real SEC school. Entertaining as always. He's always got something fun to say, something fun to talk about. And we certainly want to thank you all, our listening audience, for being a part of it all. Tomorrow, we're going to try to get Damien on, man. I feel like we have not had Damien in forever. He's been super busy coaching and doing Danos work and different things of the sort. We're going to try to have him on. And, of course, we'll have Chandler on to talk some tarpon baseball. Win, lose, or draw against Lutcher tonight. We'll have Chandler on to talk about his team. That's all for me. This is Casey Disclare saying adios, amigo. Enjoy the rest of your afternoons. Hope that you guys stay safe. And, man, I'm looking out the window. It just looks like it's beautiful out there. So go and enjoy because this 80-degree heat that we're kind of taking for granted right now is going to be a 100-degree heat two months from now. So enjoy it while it's there. Enjoy it while you can. Be back same time tomorrow, y'all. Sorry for missing yesterday's show. Just had some different stuff come up. But we should be good tomorrow. Not should be. We'll be here tomorrow. Have a great day, y'all. God bless. The music on the bayou. The Rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM.